Well, an important and often overlooked part of estate planning involves arranging for a person to have their medical needs taken care of. This usually involves a combination of appointing a decision maker and using an advance directive to affirmatively state your own wishes. And most states include certain decisions where you can either make the decision yourself or lead the decision to your healthcare decision maker. We're going to talk about some of those scenarios today and how to make those decisions here on Complete Estate Planning. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome in, Ben George, alongside Nick Rosenbauer of the Rosenbauer Law Office. Glad to have you on the show today. What's going on, Nick? Hey, it's uh, good good, uh, good to chat with you, Ben. We're uh, winding, well, we're not winding down, but uh, the calendar's winding down for uh, uh, the holidays. Uh, for, for our listeners, it's, um, it's uh, a week and a half before Christmas uh, right now. Uh, we're, uh, we're recording this, so everyone's in the it's like you're you're kind of over it for the year um but at the same time we have people who like we're trying to get stuff taken care of for and mm-hmm. they want to get it done want to get it done you know i guess psychologically there's uh there's something uh, to be said for the new year and um we're just uh we're kind of winding things down um uh, we take the week between Christmas and New Year off here at at the office. Uh, we've always closed that week, um, which uh, which has been nice. But uh, it's always a mad dash to kind of finish things up uh, before then. It's like you're trying to go on vacation. Yeah, trying to cram everything in last to, to finish out the year. And hopefully, hopefully you will get that done. Not you specifically, Nick, but whoever is listening, hopefully you got that done. I know this will be the first episode of the new year. So mm-hmm. looking forward to turning the page for 2024. You guys have anything big planned this year? I know you continue to grow and move uh, move the offices here recently, but maybe that means you are not don't have as much planned for 2024 in t- terms of the business side. Well, as of right now, we are – the plan is actually to bring on – probably bring on – a second uh, practicing attorney uh, in the practice here for next year, for 2024. So that's pretty scary. Um, that's a pretty big leap. But, you know, it's I, I think it's necessary. Um, we are getting to the point now where, and this is not complaining, like this sounds awful that we're busy, but, um, you know, we're we're running into situations where, you know, we could we could use some more help. Uh, we have some people who are, you know, kind of waiting on us. Um, and then, honestly, Ben, one of the weird things is the pressure of, you know, geez, if I got sick or I got a cold or got the flu and had to be off work for three days, that's so many people that we would have to cancel or reschedule and, and make them wait a whole lot longer. And right. This sounds awful, but one of my biggest fears is me getting a nasty cold or flu or something like that than just having to, to push so many things back. So that's what we're looking at for 2024. We want to be super careful. Obviously, you want to bring in the, the right person, uh, not the wrong person. But that's what we're looking at uh, here in the office. So we nice. uh, easier said than done, um, but, um, but that's... 
that's at the top of the uh, of the to do list here. Awesome. Well, wish you the best of luck. I know it's always you always want to find that work life balance and not have to be that concerned about you know should something pop up with life or sickness or whatever that everything kind of falls apart or at least you fall way behind where it's just playing catch up for a while. So hopefully you're able to find that balance this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, obviously um, you, you don't want to sit here and just hire anyone. So right. you know, if, if we're going to do that, if we're going to bring someone else in and, you know, Ben, that's a big thing to say, look, Here's this other person. That's who you're going to meet with. They are hand-selected by us. I trust them. I know what they're about. I know that they will do a good job, and I know they will go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's putting a lot of faith <laughs> in, in someone else. So well, if you know, that's what we're looking at. We're being super, super careful. Um, because our, you know, hey, if we're going to put some, if we're going to have someone else help out our clients, we need to make sure that they get all the help, and we don't want one person, you know, you know, just kind of the luck of the draw, who's uh, who you end up meeting with depends right. on whether or not your plan is done well or not. Like it needs to be, everything is done perfectly regardless. So, yeah, it's what we're looking at, um, but. Uh, you know, the, the joke here is there's already too many lawyers here in the law office. God, like imagine imagine another one. So, but yeah, so so that's what we're looking at. It's been it's been a great year. Um we've um we've we've done a lot of good things for a lot of good families. So uh hopefully uh, um hopefully that uh, hopefully that will continue. Very good. Well if you have questions for Nick, wanna reach out, you can always log on Cincinnati Estate dot com. That is the website. You can schedule a call with Nick right there through the website, or if you prefer to just call him directly, it's 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, today we're talking about medical decisions. Is it smart to rely on others? So why why this decision today? What, what What's important about this topic? Okay, well, this is something, honestly, it, it ends up being a sticking point and, and, and will stump a lot of my clients, uh, which can be pretty tough. And the problem has been, you know, for me personally, there's a lot of questions they have that I can give good advice and say, this is the best way to go about it, or here are your options, here's what you can and cannot do. But there are certain things, frankly, where it's not my place to make a decision on that. And it is not my place if they ask me, should I just pick something or should I let my decision maker decide when the time comes? Not my place to do it. Um, so I can tell you what your options are, but you know this is a decision that the client has to make on their own, and you know we we try not to influence them one way or the other. Um, but anyway, a lot of the and again, every state is different, so put the big disclaimer up here. Make sure you talk to an expert in your state who understands your state laws. A lot of the things we're going to talk about here are the common medical uh, decisions that people will come up, uh, that, that people will have that come up. And not every state is going to have all of these, and not every state will do them the same way. So be super careful about that. But in general, there's a lot of big decisions where we sit down with clients and we say, well, 
here's a question. You have the ability to pick what you would want to have happen, or you can say, no decision is made, and when the time comes, I trust my decision maker to figure that out for me. Okay, so you know we'll we'll try to break it, break down how it would play out in real life. So really, I'm helping you make your own decision and come up with the right answer here. It's not something I can finish for you. Okay, very good. Well, what I'll do is I'll present the decision to you, Nick, and the common decision that you, people will come across, and then you can kind of walk us through the different scenarios and decisions that need to be made. So let's start with artificial life support and oh, that yeah. decision. That's a big one. Well, yes. And so there are two main you know, decisions that you are faced with, two scenarios. Some states break it up. Some states only let you pick one. Some just say here and combine them. But basically you're looking at questions that will be asked when you are in a permanent, you know, incapacitated, you know, unconsciousness, you know, you hear the phrase like vegetative state, uh, so to speak, so brain dead uh, as well. That's one piece. And there's some states where they will break out a situation where you're not necessarily brain dead per se, but, you know, maybe you have a terminal illness with no hope for uh, recovery. Okay. So you're, you know, you're in the process of dying basically, even if you're not you know, permanent vegetative state. Um, so those are the two most common scenarios. Again, each state uh, varies, but those are the most common scenarios. And basically what will happen is you will be required to decide if I'm in that state, if I'm in one of those vegetative or terminal illness states, do I want artificial life support measures um, to be administered? And, you know, you have uh, some states even break this out further to like artificial life support or sustaining measures. And sometimes they'll break that further um, to include artificially supplied nutrition and hydration. So like IV in a feeding tube um, as opposed to uh, as opposed to other life support or sustaining measures as well. And again, we're going down a, a very dark rabbit hole here. Yeah. But what you're going to have to decide as you're going through this is, you know, the the simple version is you're eventually going to be asked, if you are in that permanent vegetative state, terminal illness, something like that, would you want artificial life support measures to be used or continue to be used? You know, the show goes on, so to speak. We use all the machines to keep you going. Um, some people say, pick the other side of that is, look, if I'm out of it or if I'm dying, don't do anything over the top or unnecessary. So some people, you hear the word pull the plug, uh, often, and that's not, that's not really accurate, but that's usually what people are referring to. They're saying, if I'm gone, let me go. Um, so, so some people say, yep, the show goes on, use everything you can to keep me going. Some people say enough is enough. If I'm gone, no artificial life support to keep me going. Um, and some states will allow you to make no decision on that and say, if I get to that point where I'm permanently unconscious or brain dead or terminal illness, my decision maker gets the last call 
on whether or not the artificial life support is going to be used or not. Okay, so <clears throat> again, you can either say, yep, keep me going, no thank you, or sometimes you can kick the can down the road and say, if that comes, I authorize my decision maker, like my healthcare power of attorney or healthcare surrogate to pick. All right. So not one that uh, this, like, I guess all these are probably situations you don't really want to think about, but that's definitely a tough one to talk through. But again, something you want to spend some time on it and at least have a plan for, right? If if it does ever come up. Well, a hundred percent. And And look, this is what a great, uplifting way to start off uh, the show right. here as I was talking the, the about the first them, show like, of the wow. new year. Here we go. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get so many people unsubscribe <laughs> right now. But um, but it, it's something to think about. Look, if I get to that point, do we keep going? Do we say enough is enough? and Or do we say, I'm going to let that person decide? Which is I think that's probably the most significant if you're going to pass the buck and put that decision on someone else. So that's that's the general, that's the gist of the options that are available to people in most states, uh, at least with the artificial life support. Okay. So that's the first medical decision. Here's another one. You have uh, what to do with the organs and your body and or your body, I guess, uh, when you pass. So what are the, the decisions you have to be make, made and, and kind of what are you considering here? Well, and this one I know we've talked about in the past. One piece is whether or not you want to be an organ donor, which is obviously not your full body. It's just, you know, a part, uh, so to speak, if there's a part that passes the 110-point, you know, safety inspection, uh, so to speak. Um, And then some states allow you to specify, you know, hey, you can have any organ that you can use versus only specific organs, and also some states will allow you to restrict what they can be used for, for specific uses. And typically, Ben, you may be, people are probably super confused by that. A lot of times I see that for religious restrictions. Um, So I, and again, there's different religions out here, you know, this is okay, but we cannot donate this or cannot be used for this purpose. And I've had some people say, you know, I want, I only want it to be used for, you know, research or education. You know, you can do that as well. Obviously, different states have different levels of customization. Some states are just, do you want to be an organ donor? Yes or no. Um, and some states let you go further. Beyond specific organs, um, obviously, you have the full body. Um, so kind of donating your, your full body uh, typically to science, like a, uh, an institution or a medical school. Uh, that's another piece of it. Um, usually, and I know we've talked about this before, but arrangements usually have to be made ahead of time and with a specific institution. Um, so, so that's something you want to, if that's something that you desire, you really want to be talking with a medical institution or medical school up front ask questions and and learn about their program. And then typically you figure that out or sign up and register while you're still alive. All right. So another medical decision to at least have a plan for. So we talk through these again. If you want to sit down with with Nick and discuss these further, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can schedule a call right there through the website, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. Right, what about any custom wishes or instructions you might have? Uh, well, 
and this can go anywhere, uh, obviously, but a lot of states leave basically a blank section, you know, with blank lines on the medical documents um, where someone can put custom wishes or custom instructions or desires, and it's kind of a write-in, so to speak, you know, like a write-in, you know, ballot, so to speak, on voting. And you would be surprised. This is not something that I recommend people do in 95% of cases, frankly, because you have no idea what the future holds. Um, Obviously, I cannot sit here right now and say, I don't ever want to be on a breathing machine, or I don't ever want a pacemaker, or if my heart stops, I don't ever want to be resuscitated. Like I'm in, my, I'm in my, I'm in my thirties. Like if something happened to me today, I would not. There'd be no scenario where I'd want people to pretty much just let me go. Now, if I'm 95 years old and I've lived a good life and I'm, you know, deteriorating, and I say enough is enough. Okay, sure, um, but that's there. Um, but that's usually very specific scenarios. When you're older, when your health is potentially failing anyway for very specific circumstances, okay? So that's something I always say, be very careful and proceed with caution, especially if you're younger, because um, I'd i would I'd push back on you, you know, if you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, that you can give me some sort of a medical desire that is a, like, I never want this. Or I never want this to stop because we have no idea what the future holds. But if you're 90 years old, you have terminal lung cancer, and you know you're failing anyway. You say, you know what? If my kidneys go out, I don't want to be put on dialysis because it's just delaying the inevitable. I do. You see where a blanket all or nothing statement would be much more appropriate in that scenario than like for someone like us. Yeah. Um, obviously. So I typically tell people, unless they're kind of at the end of life anyway, leave that blank for now. But if something like that comes up, that can be added later. Okay. So it's there in a lot of states. I usually tell people to, to pump the brakes on it though. Okay. Uh, what else here, Nick, are you having to, to decide on if you're making medical decisions? Well, there's a million different possible medical decisions. Okay, Um, I have no idea what decision may need to be made about my medical care or what illnesses or or what have you I will end up with. Um, Geez, imagine 100 years ago someone trying to talk about a decision on whether or not to get an X-ray or an MRI or go on dialysis or a heart transplant. Okay, like that wasn't a thing. But now, certainly that's uh, something that needs to be talked about. Um, there's a trillion different decisions that could be made. So the fallback position, if you will, for specific things that we haven't covered, you all, obviously your healthcare power of attorney, you know, you appoint a decision maker to be responsible for making medical decisions on your behalf if you can't make them for yourself. So that's always the baseline of allowing someone to be able to make a decision if you can't. That's the baseline. That's the minimum. And then everything actually that we've just talked about here, you could almost flip that in reverse. 
those are, you know, kind of um, graduate level or uh, higher level decisions <clears throat> that you may be able to make uh, in addition to saying, here's my specific wishes for these scenarios, everything else it is up to this person to decide what happens. So you always have that. I'd actually argue this piece is more important than anything else because you can at least let someone decide. Mm-hmm. All right, as we kind of wrap things up here, as we're talking through medical decisions and whether it's smart to rely on others, there are some questions that everyone must be able to answer right before you finalize your directives. Well, yes, and and these are things, Ben, like I said before, they're not – it's not really my choice to push someone one way or the other, okay? So they have to make this decision all on their own. But one of the things, obviously, you have to make sure that you, you know, do you believe your medical decision maker knows your wishes and will they be able to carry them out, okay? They may know, you know, you may tell someone, hey, if I'm gone, let me go. But do you think they'll be able to say final answer? You know, do you think they'll be able to go through with it? There are some people who just can't do it. Um, Also, I have a lot of people, they get stuck uh, here in Ohio. You have the option to say, you know, with artificial life support, if I'm kind of brain dead, permanent vegetative state, either keep the artificial life support going, stop it and let me go, or let my decision maker make the final call. Uh, A lot of people get stuck on that, and then I say, well, is there ever a scenario where you are in that situation, like you're permanently brain dead, and you would want to be artificially kept alive? Can you ever imagine a scenario where you're brain dead and you would want to be plugged in or kept going? And if they say yes, you know, if there could be a specific scenario where I would want that. And I would say, well, maybe have your decision maker be the final answer on that. But I've had some people talk about wanting to give their decision maker final say. And I say, is there ever a scenario where you'd want to be kept alive? And they say no. Then I'd say, then why give your decision maker the ability to say yes? You already know what you want. Okay, so you you need to have confidence in the person you choose. But then you also have to, if you're going to give them a choice... You have to have a scenario where you would allow them to make that choice. Don't give them a choice to keep you going if you don't ever want to be kept alive. Isn't that silly? Right. Yeah, good point. Right? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um, so so that's really what you want to do. And again, I can't decide that for you. But when you decide that, I think that really – I think the rest of this kind of falls in place. Okay, so if it, so, I tell my clients, you know, if I was talking to you, Ben, and you were my client, I would say, I want you to think about those questions. And then once you have answers to those questions, we can guide you through the rest. Very good. Again, if you have questions, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com or 513-463-6789. And again, I know people listen from all over the country, Nick. You hear from people from all over you know, different states, not just Ohio, obviously. And again, just a reminder that these things, a lot of these conversations are, are had state by state, right? Well, yeah, 100%. Every, almost every state has their own specific medical directives or at least their own specific list of medical decisions that you can make and that you can put onto your medical decision maker. 
Um, and this is pretty broad, and obviously this is kind of an overview. So make sure you talk to someone who's a specialist and knows the laws in your state, in your area, and then can help walk you through what decisions can you make versus what you can't. So you kind of know the guardrails, you know, you know the boundaries that, you know, that you can play in. All right. Again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. A lot of uh, resources there for you as well to learn more about estate planning and answer maybe some of the general questions you might have. And of course, the podcast as well. Subscribe to that and you'll be able to kind of go through a lot of the episodes we've done. We touched on so many different areas of of planning and, and what Nick does to help clients. So if you have questions, log on there or call 513-463-6789. All right, Nick, as always, enjoy the time and uh, looking forward to 2024. Yeah, absolutely. And Happy New Year to everyone. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.